Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm really excited to introduce today's very special guest and for you guys to hear a little bit more about her journey. Meet Haley, a Nashville-based social media manager and content creator with over five years of agency and in-house experience. After a short stint in the corporate world, Haley took the dive into starting her own agency. She loves making social fun for clients, bringing out their brand's personality, and creating content they're proud to show off. When she's not helping her clients achieve their social dreams, you can find her at one of Nashville's many brunch spots, creating content for her personal brand and attending any and every concert. Haley, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about you and why you started your business. Yeah. Um, so like the bio said, I'm a Nashville-based social media manager, and I think I've just loved social media and all things social media since like a pretty young age. Like, I feel like I remember YouTube being like a very big thing in my life, like watching YouTube videos. And then I feel like every time um, like a new social media platform came out, like Instagram, I was very on that. I loved consuming content and I think I wanted to create content, but I wasn't sure like how to go about that. Um, and so then in college, whenever I was choosing, you know, my degree that I was going to go that route, um, I went in marketing and social media because I was like, wait, people can do this as a job. Like if that's so like sign me right up. Um, so yeah, I majored in marketing and took lots of social media classes in college, which, you know, like the social media that you learn in college is like not that amazing, but, <laughs> um, that's when I started taking, um, internships and that's definitely where I got the bulk of my experience. Um, started in internships and then um, that's when I got my first part-time position in social media, which was actually at Social Savvy, um, which is so cool. So that's why I was super excited about this podcast because it's such a like full circle moment. Um, mm -hmm. And you've been like just so helpful and I've loved being like a part of your community um, and just still following along. But yeah, so that was my first part-time gig in social media, um, <laughs> which is so wild. But I love that. Um, and then after that, that's when I did go into my little little stint of the corporate world. Um, I took a social media position um, at a company here uh, in Nashville. Um, and that wasn't the best experience. Um, I, I think there was like a really big difference between working in social media in the corporate world and working in social media like as a small business or freelance. Um, mm -hmm. Really big difference. Um, so yeah, and then like after that, I mean, that lasted like not even a year. Um, didn't love that. So after that, I was like, okay, I think I would love to like do something like Jess was doing, like go on my own and try something. And I think I wanted to do that coming out of college, but it was like the pandemic, this is 2020, like I moved back home. I was like, this is crazy. So um, I was definitely scared and like for stability. Um, so then I think after that corporate job, I was like, okay, this is the perfect time to like go ahead and do a deep dive and just go for it. Um, but yeah, so I just, you know, like started out slowly. 
um, not really knowing what I was doing, um, but just getting experience along the way. Um, and yeah, now it's been like, you know, two years since then. Um, and I, I love it. Like, it's great. Um, I've learned so much. Um, and yeah, I love, like I said, help, helping businesses shine online, helping them to have fun. I feel like that was one of the big things is I saw a lot of social media accounts that were just very, like a little stale. Um, and I'm just, you know, like, I mean, I'm a young girl. I love social media. So I like bringing in just some of that fun personality to brands um, and just helping them just like reach their audiences in a more personal way. Mm -hmm. So little, little backstory there. I love that. I love that. And I can't believe how long it's been since two years since starting your own business. I didn't realize that it was that long. I mean, I know it's been a while, but I feel like time after 2020 just really flies by. And I don't know. But so Haley and I have definitely known each other for a long time. But yeah, I obviously want to dive into more about that. But um, I thought it was interesting that you love to bring in the fun side of social media. I think a lot of people don't really, they don't really focus on the core of what social media is. I know you also do your own social media, which I'm sure we'll dive into as well. Um, but is there anything like particularly that you love the most about being a social media manager? Is it anything from like strategy or content creation? Is it everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think that's where it comes into like, I loved social media before I was like a social media manager or knew social media was a thing, just like consuming content from creators. And I love taking kind of a creator route with social media and that like, you know, like creators are creating because they love it. Like, and they love sharing and they love, you know, the visual aspects of it all. So I think when you kind of go from that angle of it um, for businesses, it's just a lot more fun. And they're kind of like, I think business owners a lot of times are just like, let me sell. How do I convert? How do I do this stuff? Which is all great and good. Um, but a lot of times they don't come at it from the aspect of like, let's have fun. Let's like show your personality. Let's show the things that you love. I'm like, what do you want to post about? Um, and so I think, yeah, like I just come at it from that creator side of things because I am a creator as well. And I'm like, okay, what, are, what things do I love posting about? What things do I love creating? Um, and then also your content is so much better when it's things that like you want to create. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, if you don't want to talk to the camera and like create a reel like that, then we're not going to do that. If you don't want to create aesthetic, you know, clips, um, then we won't do that. We'll do like whatever feels natural to you and whatever feels fun. Um, yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be just like educational carousels, like every day. It can be just a fun trend. Um, and then, then that's also, you know, part of a social media strategy too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Because I think a lot of, you know, so many businesses are so, I'm sure you get this a lot too, because I know you do a lot of like consulting and strategy work as well with clients, but they're always like, you know, I heard this guru say that you need to post this many times, or you need to only post this type of content or have this in your strategy. And I think a lot of times the brands just really miss like, they miss the human connection of their brand. Like no one can really feel the emotion from the owner or, you know, the few owners or the people, you know, behind the brand. And then you miss out on that human connection on the other end. Cause I think a lot of times it's always focused on, okay, well, how do I get more views, more followers, more things like that? When it's not really the thought about, okay, who's the actual end user who's going to consume that content where I feel like if you bring the fun, you bring the personality into it, like you do Haley, then that's where you can really like have great results for social media clients. Yeah. I think a lot of times 
people overthink social media for sure. And like, I definitely get, you know, caught in that trap. Um, but it's like, yeah, you know, as long as you're talking to your direct consumer, direct audience or dream audience, um, you know, I feel like that's a good route to take. That's a good, that's a good direction to start in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, so I know that you've, you know, obviously have owned your business for, for a few years now. And I remember, I don't remember the exact day, but I remember when I did see you post on Instagram about going off on your own, you know, after doing your corporate job, I just remember being so excited. I don't remember if I commented or if I did. I did. Okay. It's like, I probably did something. Did. I just remember being so excited to see that because I think for me, and I, I get this all the time, people will say crazy things about the collective side of our business and for me that has always been such a big part i mean like i started a business from my phone from instagram from social media like who am i to not empower other people to do that so when i saw you go and start your business i was so excited personally i'm like okay i'm gonna take Aww. a bit of like personal credit here and just be happy for that um but that was really exciting but i'd love to know Haley, like what has been your favorite part about being your own boss is there one is there a few things um if you can talk more about that yeah well first of all thank you um <laughs> i think one of like, I don't know. I feel like you're just such a good representative of just like, I don't know, the cliche of like women supporting women. And like, cause that's, I feel like a very, like could be, I just had experiences um, where people didn't like that I was starting my own business and they didn't like that I was like competition. And so I think, you know, like you supporting me, I was like, okay, this was literally like my previous boss who would be like, you know, possibly a direct competitor um mm -hmm. who like is supporting me and like i i think that's definitely very underappreciated or underrated so thank you for that um always so sweet and always so helpful so um yeah but just on the side of you know my favorite things of owning my own business i think i should have realized this a lot earlier but i'm definitely a very independent very um like, I just remember in school, like, I was always the person that was, like, the project leader and just, like, I'll do it or, like, I will organize. And I think that was definitely something that I sh should have, like, tipped my hat off that, you know, you might be a good business owner. You might want to do things on your own um, because I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I just know how I work best and I know what I want to do and I like to go after the things that I want to do. Um so I think I like that being a business owner allows me to do that. You know, if I want to create this service, I can do that. If I want to create this product, I can do that. If I don't want to work with this client anymore, I can do that. So I think just that ownership and being able to, yeah, be in control of your day, being able to be in control of your work, um, just like that flexibility is really valuable to me. Um, and yeah, and I also think you do your best work whenever you're doing things that you're passionate about. So it like, mm -hmm. again, I can cut out everything that I'm not passionate about and just focus on what I am passionate about. And that helps me create the best results for my clients and also keeps me happy. So um, yeah, just like that ability to control and then also flexibility. I think I just love, you know, if I want to work late at night, I can. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I want to, you know, take Friday off, I can. Um, I've never had to think about like PTO and that's just wild to me. Like, ugh, I, I was not made for, you know, taking five days off a year. Like that's just, that doesn't sound great to me. <laughs> so um, yeah, just like the flexibility 
and ability to have control over your day and everything you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, that was the biggest thing at the time that I started my business. I really just wanted the freedom to be able to make my own schedule. I had worked in a couple and I really was grateful for those roles that I worked in previously. The you know, agency and the corporate role, they were really awesome to really teach me a lot of different skills. I was lucky to have like great mentors in that. But at that time, I was so scared. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even freelance when I worked in those roles because I was like, wait, don't look at me as a competitor, like the thoughts that you had, Haley, which I know a lot of us do, where we're always like so consumed with, we don't want to be seen as the competitor. But, you know, I really think they're, and not that I think, I think I can confidently say I know there are tons of clients out there in the world right now. And yet Haley and I have very similar businesses, but we don't serve the same clients. And we also don't do the same things. We probably create strategies and content so differently. And so it's all about, you know, finding those clients that are like perfect fits. And you're like, wait, this is awesome. You're super passionate about creating content for them. They're getting good results. They're happy. You know, they're a repeat client. They're with you forever. And I think there's the those specific clients out there for everyone. So I think that that is awesome. And I love that you just recognize the, you know, different skills and being that project leader to always have, you know, to take that into entrepreneurship. Cause I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, obviously you have a lot of creativity skills and, you know, everything with creating content and social media. But I think when it comes to being a business owner, right, like managing projects, managing client expectations and, you know, doing admin and bookkeeping. And we won't talk about any of that, like scary, non pretty fun things of a social media business, um, even though they are very real. Um, but I'd love to know, you know, being a business owner, it takes a lot. And obviously not everyone um, becomes an entrepreneur because it is hard. There's a lot of things, you know, you have to be like really self-disciplined with time management. I mean, obviously, you know, you love taking a Friday off, but I'm sure you're also like working more or just making sure you're getting stuff done, you know, before that. So I'd love to know like, Haley, how do you handle and just manage things as a business owner who does have so much freedom and doesn't technically have a boss to, I mean, we have to talk, we have to, you know, make ourselves happy, right? We're our own bosses, but we don't necessarily have a boss who's going to like come down on us if we're not working on a Friday afternoon. For sure. This was like definitely, I feel like one of the biggest learning curves is like, I, I think again, just going from like, you know, school and like a corporate job, like you have a very structured schedule and you know, you have your lunch break right here and you work on this for this many hours. And so that was definitely something that, I mean, I'm still learning, honestly. Um, especially with creativity, like anything that's creative, because you can get lost in something for hours. You can scroll through Instagram for hours for inspo. So there's definitely like, I'm a type four. Also, I don't know if you're like Enneagram wise. What do you know your Enneagram type? I'm a six. A six. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm a type four. So that's like very, usually very creative. Um, mm -hmm. so I feel like I can get lost in projects very easily. Um, so I definitely have to try to put lots of like schedule and restrictions, which is kind of like opposite of what I was just talking about, about the freedom, but it, it's different whenever it's self-imposed, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, but so, yeah, I, I think I use, you know, like I've used ClickUp at your suggestion. Um, so that's definitely helped with project management um, and just assigning, my my, assigning myself tasks and making sure that I have deadlines that are viewable for me and my clients. Um, I've been all into product productivity recently. Um, I also use the Pomodoro method, which is like, you do like the 25 minutes working and then you take like a five minute break. Um, so that's also been helpful for like 
let me get this done in this amount of time and not spend all day on it. Um, I time track also like crazy. I use toggle again, another <laughs> tool that I use with you. So, um, yeah. So I think using those kind of like productivity, like tools and resources are definitely very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm honestly, again, still working on my schedule, but I would love, and I'm trying to implement the like CEO days of, you know, you work like in the middle of your week and then you have like a CEO day on Monday or Friday where you work on your business rather than in your business, mm -hmm. um, which I think is helpful. So you're not, again, just working constantly on your client's work and then not building your business. Um, so that kind of schedule is definitely something that I'm actively working on. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard, but it, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all of those methods are all so good and so necessary. I mean, I think regardless if you're a solopreneur or, you know, have an agency, I think especially if having an agency later on down the line is the goal, using those tools now not only make you more productive and more efficient, which to me is anytime I can get more time in my day or in my week is a win-win, right? Like we're, I think we're always looking for, you know, ways to make more money and bring in more revenue in our business. But for me, I'm kind of in my era of, I just want more time. I want to be able to control my time and spend the days, you know, spend those CEO days working through things. Um, I would say probably the CEO days for me are my favorite thing, but it is the hardest boundary I have to keep for myself because it's so easy for me to get distracted. I want to scroll Instagram. I want to scroll TikTok. I want to do all these things. I want to go to my inbox, reply to clients, you know, do move any projects along or, you know, make sure I'm supporting the team or doing anything. So, but I do know too, if I, if I neglect those CEO days, I'm going to feel it later on down the road, right? Like we're not going to have all of those ideas come to fruition because it's going to take longer or, you know, maybe I'll be a little burnt out because I didn't actually give myself that day <laughs> to, you know, kind of take things slower. So I think that that is certainly a big thing. I know burnout is such a big phrase that so many different like entrepreneurs use. I think a lot of creatives go through it too. You know, whether you call it burnout, you call it like creative rut, anything like that. Um, I always love to have these conversations with other business owners because I know so many of us have these thoughts at, different stages. Sometimes we get past them. We make better boundaries for ourselves. We get over them. We overcome it. We figure out how to like move past it or prevent it. Um, but they still pop up at different stages. So I love to talk about that. But Haley, I'd love to know, is there any ways that you, um, you know, can prevent or overcome burnout or creative rut? And I also want to throw in like imposter syndrome in there as well, because I feel like that's like the big three that just sometimes as a social media manager or business owner in general, we're expected to do all the things all the time. So I think we have a lot of things like working against us in that. But yeah, I'd love to know like what your experience is with that and how you just overcome it. Yeah. So I don't think I had ever really understood burnout until I became a business owner. Like, I feel like I heard that. I was like, oh yeah, in college, I felt that. Um, but man, it's just a whole different ball game whenever you're doing, I mean, yeah, you're talking about like all the different hats that you wear. Um, and like, I just, it was, it has definitely been a lot being a social media manager and, you know, at one point a bookkeeper and an admin and designer and all of these things. So whew, I definitely think that's like a very important topic that I think all of my life, I've definitely been a 
hard worker just like let me push through it I can just like I will work the extra hours I will do the extra stuff and I will get it done it'll be fine and I think burnout is definitely a time when like you're doing all those things and then it's like still not working like you're still hitting a wall and then it's yeah like I there have definitely been many nights of just like <laughs> crying and a little mini mental breakdowns um, of just feeling like so much pressure. And I think also, again, because you, when you're the business owner or the founder or whatever, um, you know, you do have all these expectations that you put on yourself, you know? Um, and so then I'm like, I have to get this done by this time. Even if it's just like a self-imposed mm -hmm. like deadline, I'm like, it doesn't actually have to get done, but I'm saying it has to be done by here. And so then I'm freaking out. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, in the regular nine to five world, if you don't get something done, it's kind of like, okay, well, you're going to wait till Monday and then you'll have time. Like you're off the clock. Like there's no whatever. But whenever you're a business owner, it's nope, I guess my weekend is gone. Or <laughs> yeah, like I can't go on vacation this day because, you know, I don't have this stuff finished. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, burnout is definitely a, a very real thing. Um, and I think it's just something I didn't, it's, it's not as maybe, it's a little more now so, but I think whenever I first started in social media management, it was just mostly like how to scale, how to get clients, how to whatever. And those are your big things because that's what you're trying to do to, you know, generate revenue. But mm -hmm. then I think like once you've gotten past a certain point, then you have to start thinking, how do I take care of myself? How do I make sure that this is, you know, I have longevity in my business. Um, and that's, you know, you have to take care of yourself and your mental health. Um, otherwise your business is not going to last. You'll quit your job and you'll go back to, you know, a nine to five or I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in preventing it, I think it's just important to manage your time. So like, look at how much you're working. If you're working an obscene amount and you are, you know, I would say, even if you don't feel like you're, you know, dying immediately, I think it's important to say, okay, this is working a lot. You need to probably give yourself some buffer in the future because you will probably feel it later, even if you're not feeling it in the moment. And I think that's what happened to me. It was like, I'm fine. I can push through. Um, but it's like, you've eventually hit a wall. So I think it's just, you know, being mindful of the time that you're spending on stuff and then also being mindful of, um, you know, just how you're feeling. Um, because, you know, if you're feeling like you're not doing enough, if you're feeling, if you're having negative thoughts, then I think it's also to be mindful of like how often those are creeping up. And if they are creeping up a lot, then it might also be time to maybe slow down, maybe take less clients, maybe, um, you know, implement that, you know, like a summer Friday or, um, I mean, one thing I definitely like has been helpful is just connecting with other social media managers. So, you know, like within your, the social savvy community, um, that was helpful connecting with you, connecting with, um, just like other social media managers that are, you know, like around my level or my area, um, mm -hmm. has been really helpful just because then you also are with people that understand it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like going through the struggle. And she's like, my friend's like, yeah, I totally understand. I've been there, done that. Um, so I think that's so helpful too. Um, yeah. And that's also, I think that ties into the imposter syndrome thing too, is that on social media, oh my gosh. And we're all social media marketers. So, you know, we all know how to grab people's attention and how to, you know, make people, you know, keep swapping through our carousel posts. But you, know, you see the flashy headlines of like, I made a million dollars last month. And like, this is how I work five hours a week and get this. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, I, I guess I'm doing this wrong. Like, um, and then, 
yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of, it's funny because I, I think I know that social media is fake in a lot of ways. And I think, but once I entered social media management and I'm like, Oh no, this person's doing it. This is real. This is like mm-hmm. directly, you know, compatible with my life. Um, but I think I have to take a step back and I'm like, no, wait, let's remember social media is definitely like a self-inflating, you know, perfect picture, um, highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know how long this person's been in business. I don't know what their expenses are. I don't know if they have help. I don't know if they, um, you know, they don't, ha- maybe they live at home. Maybe their spouse is supporting them and they can just go all in on their business and not worry about things. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just don't know what all these different yeah. little moving pieces are. So like, it's never fair to compare yourself against somebody else because you don't have all the factors, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. you have a kid, maybe you work another job. Um, so I don't know, just all these different things I have to remind myself and like, let's not just like take this single post that somebody put together for likes and saves and try to compare myself to it. Um, but yeah, again, checking in with other people that are in the business, I think is super helpful. Cause I'm like, how do you feel about this? And they're like, Nope, I totally feel the same way. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm not crazy. And I'm not, um, mm-hmm. a terrible social media manager. And, um, yeah, so I, I think community has definitely been the biggest thing for imposter syndrome for sure yeah yeah because our our mind is crazy (laughs) and all the crazy stories it can make up about just a single post that we see or a story that someone puts up on instagram or you know a tiktok of a day in their life and it's like okay they just showed us the glamorous parts of their day like they're you know going to a beautiful coffee shop and they're doing all this and oh they made you know five thousand dollars in sales because they left their house for 30 minutes, but it's like, wait, where's all the other parts to that day, right? There's 24 hours in a day and the TikTok is only like 60 seconds. So it's so, so crazy for that. But, you know, it's always crazy. And I think for me, and I constantly remind myself of this, I'm not to say that I'm like fully past imposter syndrome, because to be honest, I don't know if anyone ever is. I think all of the people that we're always looking up to are always dealing with it at their own level, right? Like, you know, you're just kind of in a new arena, a new season of business and new problems, new fears, new things. And it's so funny because the things that you once were worried about, you know, am I going to hit that 2K month, that 5K month, that 10K month? Now you're like, Am I going to hit the 15 and the 20? And you step back and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm sitting here worried about hitting a 20K month. There used to be a time where I was worried about a 5K month. So it's just, it's so funny how it's always, you know, a cycle. But I think for me, I always try to remind myself that we're all on a journey. We're all on different journeys. And there's always going to be people who are a few steps behind us, who are trying to get to our level. And there's always going to be people a few steps in front of us. And then when you just kind of think about it that way, like, okay, there's more people like in front of them and they're trying to get to another level. And it really is a really vicious, like never ending cycle. Um, So just kind of like coming down to that, I think that is always a thing. But I think to Haley's point, community is the best thing. And selfishly, that's why part of the reason why I started the collective in the first place, because it there needed to be a community that was super valuable to social media managers in a true sense of community, right? Like a, a, tr- a real place to learn from and grow from, but also to promote yourself and to share what you're doing and share your wins and 
you know, lean on other people, not just for, you know, promoting a business or selling a course, you know, there really needed to be an actual community behind that. So I think that that was such a need. Um, I also wanted to share one thing that I've been doing a lot lately, as of recently, I call it an expectations list. It's really my to do list. But I write out my to do list for the week. And I write whose expectations is this task? So is it a client? If so, who? Or is it me? Nine out of 10 times, I'm writing myself, like you, you did this, you said this, you said this, you said this. And then the thing, so I just do three columns. The middle is the task. To the left is who's set the expectation, like who is waiting for this or expecting this or, you know, whatever the case is, whatever that task or project is. And then on the right column, I write what the consequences of not getting it in that time frame or that because a lot of times too again i'm the one setting the expectations i'm probably setting the due dates or the timeline or something so i'm probably setting myself up for you know disaster or something like that and then i'm like wait okay hold on i just told four different people i'm doing four large projects and i'm saying they're all going to be done at the same time within like x amount of days like hold on you know I'm really visual, so I have to like write these things out and see it and see it on a calendar, see it in the expectations, but I also write out the consequences and it really helps me know, like, for example, for a lot of times, if I set a due date for, you know, for myself to do a project and I'm the only one really expecting it to be done at this time, it gives me, I can think it through and I can say, okay, does it make more sense since it's a low priority that I wait? You know, do I push it back a little bit? Do I give more realistic? Or if I did tell a client or someone that I'm collaborating with or whatever it is that I'm going to have it by this date, I just need to talk to them. I need to say, hey, I've like double booked myself. I've thought that there's like 40 hours in every single workday during the week and you really set myself up for failure. So I call it an expectations list. It's nothing like fancy, anything like that, but it just helps me see that, most of the time I'm creating these own problems internally. And if I keep doing that, I'm going to be so burnt out by the end of the work week or, you know, by the end of the month, end of the quarter, whatever the case is. And so I found that that's been super, super helpful. So I just wanted to like plug wow. that. No, I love that. I, especially the consequences part, because I think that's definitely where I can like just go like all doom and gloom is like, if I don't do this, my client's going to fire me. If I don't do this, my business is going to crash to the ground. Like, yeah. and then like it gets there and I'm like, nothing happened. Right. It's literally just my mindset around it. It's like, if I'm going to feel like I'm panicking, then it's going to be the end of the world. And if I'm like, you know what, we're just going to calm. We're just like going to go through it. We're going to see like how far we can get, you know, this project done. And if not kind of like what you said also, I think that's also been something I had to learn is, the people, I think that's why, you know, again, I love working with small businesses is that, you know, we're all going through it together and my clients are amazing. So if mm-hmm. I, you know, if something doesn't get done or if something's like pushed a little bit further, like you can have that conversation. And, you know, like I said, my clients are all amazing. So like they're, they wouldn't be like, this is horrible, Haley. Like, how dare you work overtime? They're like, no, please don't work on the weekend. Like, Mm -hmm. take time like whatever um so again yeah I think that's the beauty of like working with small businesses is that we all kind of understand and we all look at each other from like a human kind of way at least I do because anytime you know something is delayed for me or something is 
you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, it's totally good. Like I've been there. I understand. Um, yeah. So I think the consequences part of that was like definitely very enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy to share that. I hope that is helpful for, you know, anyone also who's listening, just, just list it out and see if all of the things that are in your head are just stories that our mind is telling us. Cause they probably are. And for me, I'm very visual. So I like to see it listed out and I like to see that I am setting my own self up for, you know, disaster at the end of the day. Um, Haley, I know we also talked about that, you know, in addition to your social media management business, you also have your own social media where you create content. And I have to say myself and even the whole team, Social Savvy, we love watching your TikToks. And oh my gosh, we do. We love them. And we talk about them all the time. So we just love to see all of the videos. They're so unique and so creative um, and just like great sources of inspiration. Obviously, we love, you know, seeing what you're sharing, you know, in and around Nashville. So love that. But I would love to, if you could share a little bit more either, you know, about that journey of doing your own social media and also to, you know, being a content creator and being a social media manager, do you have any advice for us on how to create really healthy habits with social media, especially since, you know, we're on it all the time for what we do? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So like I said, I mean, like content, so I've always loved social media, loved consuming it and then also wanted to replicate it and then finally got brave enough and then started actually like creating my own content. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that was like a big thing when I moved to Nashville, I was just exploring the city. Um, and have you ever watched Emily in Paris? Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> that was kind of like when I moved here, that was coming out. And I was like, I feel like I'm Haley in Nashville, like exploring the city. <laughs> um, just like, yeah, just anything and everything. Just kind of like exploring Nashville, showing off restaurants, things to do, um, just life. Um, and I just found it super fun. And I think that's maybe like one of my habits that I would say is like really helpful for if you're a social media manager, um, you don't necessarily have to, but like if you have the passion for content creation outside of just managing people, um, I think it's been really helpful for me because, you know, even if I, I, I think we'll maybe like get caught up in like the mundaneness of like, okay, let me like create content for this client. And like, you know, maybe it's, I'm not as excited about it. I think that's where like having my own little passion projects is super helpful because then I can create content about stuff that I really just like, you know, I am directly passionate about, you know, like I, you know, maybe I don't run any fashion accounts or um, like food accounts or anything, but I can do that on my own personal things. Um, and that just makes me excited. And I think it also just sharpens your skills as a social media manager is, you know, you're practicing constantly and you're also keeping, you know, on track of trends from a very, um, organic place because again i think coming from like content creation coming at a social media management from like a content creator angle i think is definitely different um and just helps you kind of keep on track because i think content creators are a lot of times the people who are trend setting setting the trends that social media managers and business owners follow mm -hmm. so yeah I, I think it's just super fun to be creative in that aspect and let that drive my creativity in my social media management um yeah. And then what was the second part of that question you asked? <laughs> yeah, it was around the different habits that you've created oh. to, yeah, make social media fun again. Just, you know, being on on social media all the time. Yeah, I, I think, again, yeah, just like having pa passion projects. Um, and so for me, that's content creation. But maybe for you, that's like you really like painting. Maybe you really like going on hikes and that inspires you because there's nothing worse than whenever you're trying to write a caption or like create something for a social media ma management client and you're like, 
I cannot think of anything. It's like, go take a break, go do something that inspires you because you can't continually just pour out and be creative if you're not like putting anything back in. So I think feeding yourself creatively or, you know, expressing yourself creatively in different ways helps you be more creative, helps you be a better social media manager. Um, so yeah, so just, you know, for me, that habit is content creation, but it really could be anything that just makes you happy and lights you up and makes you feel creative. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's great advice. And sometimes we just need to like shake up our environment and where, where we're oh, at. For sure. Just to really, you know, for creativity, but also too for productivity too. Sometimes I just need to, I just need to like move. Maybe I need to just go sit on my couch or like go sit somewhere else in my house and just you know, I'll be a little bit more comfortable with, you know, doing work or creative or anything, but obviously getting outside of your environment is a whole lot better. Getting outside, breathing the fresh air and just, yeah, enjoying, enjoying life, which I think is a really good thing, finding what's passionate about that. Um, Haley, if you had to give one piece of advice to a female entrepreneur, what would it be? Um, just keep going. Uh, because I think, you know, the more, you know, your direction is more important than your speed. The more that you do something, the longer you do it, you'll figure out things, you'll keep going. Um, and you'll also get used to the bumps and the waves because I think at the beginning I was like, this is the end of the world. And now I'm like, that's not the end of the world. That's a Tuesday, that's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, just keep going. Like if you keep going, you'll figure it out eventually. So um, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's such great advice and just a really good, really good note to end this on. But before we do end our conversation, I'd love to know, Haley, where do you love to go for inspiration? This could be accounts you love to follow, books, books you've read, podcasts you've listened to, music you love, anything at all. Where do you go for inspiration? Yeah, um, definitely a big TikTok girl. I a lot of my strategy is like TikTok first and then Instagram. Um, but I, I think, yeah, just kind of like going wherever is like hot and wherever is new is always really exciting and fun for me. I've actually even been jumping on like YouTube shorts recently because I'm like, oh, this is new and like kind of fun. Um, but yeah, and then in terms of just like accounts, um, actually on Instagram, definitely social media, like manager accounts that I love. Um, I love your social team. Um, do you follow them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the content is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like they are very just relatable and not that kind of like million dollars in two days kind of spiel. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I love looking at their stuff. And then also um, Katie Steckley, she owns Creatorly, um, a social media management, like content creation agency. And I love her. And she's also kind of what I would say like creator first then social media manager um because okay. a lot of her videos are just like again just so you can just tell you can tell when somebody's like a creator mm -hmm. um and so I, I love her videos she does stuff on youtube too um so i love that for social media management inspo but yeah again i just love scrolling through stuff and that's also not social media management really related just you know travel and like day in the lives and just like aesthetic fall stuff all the fall stuff right now um, gets me excited for the new season so yeah 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's awesome. I'll have to check out check out those accounts. Uh, well, Haley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and just sharing a little bit more about your journey. Um, it's been so fun watching it. And so I'm so excited to see where the future goes for you. But where can all of our listeners find out more about you, your business and yeah, all the awesome content you're creating? Yeah, so right now it's Haley Trejo Creative, um, although we will be rebranding soon. So I think I'll um, leave that until the rebrand actually happens. But as of right now, Haley Trejo Creative on Instagram, um, HaleyTrejoCreative.com. Um, and then whenever any changes happen, you'll see it there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We will put all of Haley's links in the show notes of this episode. And Haley's a member of our collective community. So whenever she does do that rebrand, we'll update it. So all of you guys can go check out the new rebrand for Haley's business. Well, again, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on and just sharing your words of wisdom and your entrepreneur journey with us. It has been such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we finally got to do it. And thank you to all of you for listening to yet another episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll be back next week with another guest. This episode is brought to you by our template and resource shop. Head to the show notes of this episode for a link to our new digital shop for social media managers or go to socialsavvyhq.co forward slash shop. That's S-H-O-P. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.